Okay, so today we are reading from the Disney Fairy Storybook Collection. Oh, I didn't count how many stories in this is. It is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It, today is the twelfth story, and it is called Lady Fawn, and it's written by Wendy Logia, and it is read by. Philip. And here we go. What, Mommy? Yes. I want to see my Sophie. Oh, who are you today, Philip? You're someone else. Who are you? What's your name? Oh, today Philip is Fig. Say hello, Fig. Can you say hello? Hello. And my best friend, Stick. That's right. And his best friend, Stick. Here we go. <clears throat> that was an incredible catch you made out there, Fawn declared. She smiled at the little gray field mouse trotting just behind her. I've never had so much fun. The mouse lifted up a tiny muddy paw and gave Fawn a high five. He and his field mouse friends had just finished an exciting game of fairy football. Fawn loved being an animal talent fairy. Her favorite part was playing rough and tumble games with her animal friends. What did you say? Fawn asked, listening closely as the mice chattered away. Sure, I would love to have another game soon she exclaimed. Fawn giggled as the mice scampered home for lunch. She felt her stomach rumble. All that action on the field had worked up an appetite, worked up her appetite too. Hmm, maybe I'll see if there are any blueberry waffles left in the kitchen, she told herself as she flew to the center of Pixie Hollow. Fairies of all talents were busy in the courtyard. I wonder what's going on. Suddenly, Fawn's eyes widened. The tea party! I forgot! A group of harvest fairies were carrying baskets of bright red strawberries. A light talent fairy was adding lots of rays of sunlight to a pink punch bowl. Several hummingbirds were working with decoration talent fairies, draping tables with grapevines. Can you imagine having a talent to decorate? That would be so much fun. Two summer rain fairies waved to Fawn. Welcome back, she called to them. The seasonal talents had just returned from bringing summer to the mainland. Queen Clarion and the Minister of Summer wanted to celebrate their hard work with a tea party for all the Never Fairies and their animal friends. There you are, Rosetta said as she flew over to Fawn. As usual, the garden fairy looked beautiful. She was wearing a pink rose petal dress and carrying a basket of bright blue forget-me-nots. Let me guess, she said taking in Fawn's muddy pants. Leapfrog? Or was it hide-and-seek this time? Fawn laughed. <laughs> no, fairy football. You should play sometime, Rosetta. It's so much fun. Not to mention dirty. I'm just not the one for horsing around, Fawn. Can you imagine me all covered with mud? Rosetta shivered, then gave her friend a warm smile. 
In fact, I can't imagine you all prim and proper for a tea party. Rosetta stuck a blue forget-me-not flower into Fawn's hair, and then she flew off. Fawn looked down at herself. She was covered with mud. Her pants had a rip above one knee. Prickly thistles were stuck to her hair. Fawn wondered if Rosetta was right. She did like to horse around quite a bit. But was she too rough and tumble? Fawn hurried home to get cleaned up. She slipped off her muddy shoes at the door. Then she opened her wardrobe. There were a few pairs of pants woven from dandelion fluff and some soft thistle-down shirts. She knew these would be perfectly fine to wear to the tea party, but she wanted to be ladylike, too. And who better to help me than Rosetta? She said. She grabbed a clean set of a set of clean clothes from her wardrobe and took off for Rosetta's house. Rosetta was outside, scattering flower petals around her doorway, when Fawn flew up. Rosetta, Fawn called out, can you help me get ready for the tea party? I'd like to try to be prim and proper like you. Of course. Rosetta said with a wide smile. She took Fawn over. She looked Fawn over from wingtip to toe. First, we have to clean off all that mud. Then we'll find you a dress. If you're going to be a lady, you should wear flowers, not weeds. She plucked Fawn's clothes from her hands and dropped them beside the door. Then she led her friend inside. Fawn sat in front of Rosetta's dressing table. A ladybug was perched atop the mirror. It's not hard to be a lady, is it? Fawn asked. The ladybug shook her head and grinned. Fawn smiled. Then she settled back in her chair and let Rosetta get to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ladybug. Okay. I like to pretend like that, too. <laughs> when Rosetta... Oh, oh. The ladybug again. Sure. Which smile is she having? A little cute smile. Philip is looking again at the picture of the ladybug that's sitting on Rosetta's mirror. And she's pretty cute. She's got a good smile on her face. And I have those, like, little... Yeah, because not all ladybugs are girls. They're boys. Now, when Rosetta had pulled all... Lady boys. Yeah, exactly. Like lady boys. <laughs> That's right. But not like lady... Ladybugs. Okay. Lady boys. <laughs> when Rosetta had pulled all the twigs and leaves from Fawn's hair, she smiled. Now, there's a bubble bath with your name on it, she said. Fawn wrinkled her nose. Since the day she'd arrived, she'd disliked wing-washing time. But Rosetta wouldn't take no for an answer. She hurried Fawn into the tub and poured lavender bubble bath into the warm water. Once Fawn was cleaned up, Rosetta gave her a beautiful dress made of tulip petals. I'm not sure this is for me, Fawn said as she looked at her reflection in the mirror. It's so... Dainty. This is what ladies wear. The color is perfect for you, Rosetta said. She tucked a pink 
pansy into Fawn's hair, which had been twisted into a fancy braid. "'You want to be a lady, don't you?' the ladybug chimed in. Oh, "'Thanks a lot, ladybug.' Fawn looked at the dress again, and then she nodded firmly. She took the... Mommy, look at the, the ladybug. <laughs> yes, I see him. But you know, ladybug, uh, I don't think you're acting like a lady right now when you crawl on mommy's head. Um, ladybugs sit patiently, and they don't flop around. At least, that's what we're supposed to think from this. Let's see what happens. Fawn looked at the dress mommy, again. <laughs> mommy, what does... What does the ladybug say again? He said, or she said, you want to be a lady, don't you? And so, Fawn nodded firmly. She took the soft lily slippers Rosetta offered and put them on. If this is what it takes, I'll do it. Now that Fawn looked like a lady, Rosetta wanted to teach her to act like one, too. She took two teacups and filled them with lemonade. She handed one to Fawn. Now, when you take a sip of tea, you want to hold your cup like so, Rosetta said. She wrapped her fingers around the handle but left her pinky sticking up. Rosetta tried to hold the cup like or Fawn tried to hold the cup like Rosetta had shown her, but the teacup tipped and she spilled lemonade down the front of her dress. Don't worry, Rosetta said. Practice makes perfect. Let's try a curtsy next. A curtsy? Fawn asked. The ladybug stood up, held her wings out on both sides, and bent slightly forward. Fawn picked up her dress, crossed her left leg behind her, and bowed. She did it, she thought, but just before she lost her balance and tumbled to the floor. After a few more unsuccessful tries, Fawn shrugged sadly. Maybe I'm not meant to be a lady. I can only be me. That's it, Fawn. Rosetta exclaimed. She took her friend's hand and they flew to the meadow where Fawn had played football. A few of the field mice were still there. Rosetta asked Fawn to explain to the mice what they were doing. The animals were eager to help. Fawn practiced walking gracefully by balancing a piece of bark on her head as she raced a mouse across the field. Then she tried another curtsy as she leaned down to touch noses with the smallest of the mice. He squeaked happily. <laughs> Even Queen Clarion would be impressed, Rosetta said. Finally, it was time for the tea party. All fairies gathered in the courtyard dressed in their very best. Come on, Rosetta whispered. Oh gosh, Tavon. You're ready. The two fairies approached the table where their friends were already sitting. Rosetta, who's your friend? Tinkerbell asked. Then she looked more closely at Fawn. Blazing copper kettles, she gasped. Fawn, is that you? Fawn, you look lovely, Silvermist said. Fawn's glow flared brighter as her friends admired her dress and slippers. Fawn told her friends how Rosetta had taught her to be a lady. As she came to the part where Rosetta had called on the field mice for help, she overheard something that made her ears perk up. 
We discovered a new game while on the mainland, the summer rain fairy said. The clumsies call it baseball. A new game? Fawn said, her eyes lighting up with excitement. The summer rain fairy was already putting together two teams to try out the game. Fawn looked down at her delicate petal dress. Then she turned to Rosetta with a hopeful smile. What do you think? She asked. Can we play? Rosetta grinned. Who says a lady can't have fun? Fawn sprang from her seat. She was quickly followed by her friends. They listened carefully to the rules. Then, using acorn caps for bases, twigs for bats, and acorns for balls, the Never Fairies played their first ever game of baseball. That was the best, Fawn said after the game. She took a big bite of strawberry seed cake. The game had ended in a tie, and now all the fairies were enjoying the tea party. Rosetta blew a stray piece of hair off of her face. I guess I don't always have to look perfect. No one minds a little messiness now and then, Queen Clarion said as she came up behind them. Fawn wiped a crumb from her flushed cheek. Then she passed a tray of blackberry tarts to Rosetta. Would you like one? Rosetta winked. After you, Fawn. Ladies first. So these little fairy ladies not only had tea parties, but they also played baseball. And climbed all over their mommies while their mommies were reading them stories. I think. <laughs> Can you say the end? The end. I say the end. Now, the end. Good job. <laughs>